The following podcast contains spoilers and words like piss, shit, and fuck. We watch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. How you doing, Dave? I'm good, my friend. How are you? That's good. I'm good because we watched something good, didn't we? <laughs> we did. One of the best things we've watched in ages, not to give too oh. much away. Well, let's let's get right into it then. No wasted time. We are, of course, talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, a 2023 American computer-animated superhero film uh, based on, of course, the Marvel Comics character Miles Morales slash Spider-Man, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse stars David Callaham, Shamik Moore, Haley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Jake Johnson, Jason Schwartzman, Daniel Kaluuya, Mahershala Ali, and Oscar Isaac. And what is it about, mate? Well, we rejoin our hero, Miles Morales, I think it's about a year and a half after the events of Into the Spider-Verse. Um... Although we do start off with Gwen Stacy, which was a nice change, um, but we, we we're following our, our, our friends and the family dramas that both of them are facing, and then we encounter some multiversal shenanigans. Um, good old Spider Man twenty ninety nine Miguel O'Hara pops up along with about five million other spider beings. And um, yeah, some some multiversal craziness ensues. Yes, it does. I love that this. As far as comic book films go, in this franchise, we finally have a decent use of a multiverse. Like I remember shitting myself at how angry I was with Doctor Strange and it's Don't just st- that movie. It's a full use of multiverse. Sucked. Especially coming out the same week or month or whatever it was as everything everywhere all at once, yep. which was incredible. Which you don't think so, but <laughs> oh, it was very, very good. I don't, don't, don't yeah. make it sound like I thought it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, in this franchise, we have a good comic book multiverse happening. It, I love the way that the art styles change and and the way that mm. you know it's not just like like yes, there's. A million different versions of spider-man but they are all different versions of spider-man and i love the way that this film actually plays with the concept of that and what makes a spider-man you know like what are these kind of core yeah. similarities that they all have i think it's a really clever use of a multiverse and and unlike sam raimi's stupid fucking movie the yeah. doctor strange 2 <laughs> they didn't feel the need for every variant to be absolutely off the chains bizarre yeah you know you had i mean yes so you know they they felt the need to bring back fucking spider ham and bloody spider rex and you know some of the sillier variants but by yeah. and large and we'll get to it but sort of intrinsic to the story is the similarities between them all it's as, yeah. as you know should such a thing as a multiverse exist it is variants of the same thing you know different decisions get made there are slight differences you know in one universe it's Gwen Stacy that gets bitten by the spider and how does that change the same characters and and the different roles they play in that universe it's not yeah and in this universe everyone's a rock and in this universe all the people are donuts and fucking yeah 
whatever stupid <laughs> shit, you know, it was as grounded as something this obviously fictional oh, yeah. and science fiction can be. Yeah. But you can get on board with it and it made sense. And it was sort of yeah, intrinsic to the story that there are these interconnections between them all as um, Miguel O'Hara, you know, that's his whole raison d'etre is making sure that the things that have to happen, happen. And that yeah. all of these yep. different realities, you know, eventuate in the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie had a lot more heart than I was expecting too. Like, I mean, the first one did, but this really, I think, th- this goes full Empire Strikes Back, you know, middle of a trilogy. <laughs> things get kind of grim at certain points. I adore Gwen Stacy in this film. Yeah. And I think opening with her story the way it does is really, really strong. I spent the first 20 minutes thinking, oh, this is going to be a Gwen Stacy film. And I think to a large extent, it kind of that. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very even-handed between the two of them. And, and she yes. is... And I think for most people, she is absolutely my favorite character in these films more, yeah, even more yeah. than miles um yeah. but i think they did a really good balancing act between the two of them and and alternating the viewpoint between them kind yeah. of almost 50 50 really yeah pretty much yeah and and the kind of the parallel stories almost with their families i think work really well as well like i actually it's been a while since i've rewatched the first one i don't remember miles's family being such a strong component of the film as they are in this one. Um, and also, I didn't know, I'm sure that you did, I'm sure that most people did, I knew that this was going to be a trilogy. I knew that they had announced Beyond. I didn't realise that this was going to be literally like a two-parter. I wasn't expecting a cliffhanger at the end. I was when I looked at my watch and realised it had been two hours and it was literally just... Uh, yeah. I guess, and if... There's, there's probably only two quibbles that I have with this film and one of them is that I think they dragged out that to be continued about 10 minutes too long it, you could feel it coming almost half an hour before it, you finally hit the end credits and yeah. I think it, that did drag a little bit because you knew what was coming you knew it wasn't going to wrap all this up even yeah, and I yeah. hadn't I hadn't read that there was a third film I mean I it's so successful. I kind of assumed that there would be more, but I didn't realize it was planned as a trilogy. But yep. literally, you know, 30 minutes before it finished, I knew that was what was going to happen because there was no way they were going to wrap it all up. Yeah. And then yep. it kind of just like, okay, yeah, to be continued. Oh, no, there's another tiny little vignette. Yeah, I do we... know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's a, it, that's a minor, minor quibble. Yeah, you you said at the start of that that you have two quibbles. What's the other one? Oh, the other one, the other one doesn't really factor into the quality of this film. It's more okay. So Miguel O'Hara, who's you know, I, I, I don't want to say antagonist because let's face it, he's not a bad guy. He's doing the right thing. It's Miles who's a petulant little turd and not <laughs> listening to his elders. But that's just my old brain go you know siding with the mature person um but they make this big thing about how important it is that in all of these universes there's a radioactive spider that bites someone and every universe has to have one spider biting one person or you know chaos ensues but yep. yet they shoehorn in well miguel o'hara for starters doesn't get bitten by a spider 
That's yeah, not how yeah. he got his powers. Yeah. Jessica Drew, so like the older Spider Woman, not Gwen Stacy, but the you know proper Spider Woman, um, yeah. doesn't get bitten by a spider. That's true. And you also, even see from... Peter Parker's baby, who you know, <laughs> that, that I can get, get you know because the spider bite changes your DNA. So I I can get on board with the fact that it may be passed on to a child because it's a genetic thing. So all right, fine. And that, that but is then that, but then that child is, a, is missing that core event though, which is what Miguel is so it's, crazy. Well, that's about. my issue is that they made such a big thing about the importance of the spider bite because yeah. the spider. That's the only thing that Miles is a is, thing. Yeah. It, it's you know that's that's from the comics. There is that they have teamed up on various sort of uh, Spider Verse and Web Warriors and various stories that brought you know several of them together, but. The actual spider bite is kind of not the crucial thing. It's the fact that it, it you know, there is, I think, the, I think the term is spider totem, but it's, um, there's a spider yeah. being, and yeah. you know, they have this weird importance across the the multiverse. That's kind of not ever really explained why it's just the spider people that are so important, but yeah, but it's that focusing on how important the spider was and the fact that the spider from Earth forty two shouldn't have bitten Miles Morales and, and all this nasty stuff ensued, I think was a mistake in the writing because they then had all these characters who weren't bitten by spiders. They <laughs> were got their powers through... Oh, I mean, uh, who's the Karen Sony one? Um, Pravita Patgar or whatever, the, the Indian oh, version was of fantastic. Peter Parker. Um, gets his powers through magic and, and yeah. you know... So if they'd left out the importance of the spider and not really harped on about it, I yeah, think it would have yeah. been better because they had all of these that. other characters who were perfectly fine to be in the spider society despite the fact that they were nothing to do with the spider bite. But yeah. that's my comic nerdness taking over and it really doesn't affect how good yeah. this film is because if you know if I wasn't carrying all that baggage, it wouldn't bother me. And the yeah, film itself yeah. is, is not the poorer for it. That's just me being a nerd. Yeah. Indian Spider-Man was so fantastic. That entire sequence in Mumbutton was just <laughs> amazing. Um, we would be remiss, of course, to be this far into the episode already and not talk about the art style and the art of this film. Oh, so let's wow. let's get there. Uh, this is a better looking film than Into the Spider-Verse, which is something that I didn't think was going to be possible. Like, what they've Ditto. done here yeah. is astounding. The use of different mediums... So the film is obviously computer-generated, yeah. um, but the use of the different mediums that they've used to create those textures and stuff, there's so many segments of this that are almost watercolour, like that beautiful opening sequence where Gwen Stacy is kind of fighting... Well, her, her world dad, is... And yeah, the background melts a, into, a like, watercolour. And oh. there are whole scenes where the backgrounds are literally just daubs of paint. Just, with just no yeah, just completely structure. abstract. And yes, all the focus is on sort of her and her father or whatever. Yep. And then you've got um, good old Spider Punk Hobie, and oh. it's all you know. Never mind the bollocks, six fistals 
album cover yeah. style collage yeah. with that's, cut that's out the ripped thing. newspaper stuck together. The, the way that they even amazing. blend the different styles together is what amazes me. The fact that you can have all these characters in one scene and you've got, you know, Spider-Punk there with, like you said, the kind of ripped collage outline. Yeah. You've got Gwen Stacy there and Miles Morales in there more kind of traditional. And then you've got all of these other characters as well. Like that sequence where at the start where the multiple spider people are fighting the renaissance vulture and he's you know oh, and he's fully da vinci of, style it's yeah <laughs> like it, it, origami <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. even referencing it like you're made you're made of paper <laughs> yeah what are you doing with flames yeah it's a, it's just so beautiful to look at this film is gorgeous it's stunning and it it is so awe-inspiring as someone who works in film or even just someone who loves film to watch this and and see what people have put together on the it's just it literally boggles the mind to see how beautiful this film looks and they and the, the great thing is they the things that made the first one such a standout for me anyway was how uniquely it brought the experience of reading a comic book onto yep. the screen yep. you had sort of double exposure or sort of on, on, on things on screen, which, you know, referencing, yep. you know, the imperfect printing of comic books back in the 50s when yep. you'd have things slightly off centre um, using the sort of the coloured dots because that's how they printed colour on the old comic yep. books. All of those yep. little references um, were still there, although toned down a little bit, I think, in this one. But yeah, there, there are some say, that the, I think um, are toned up. Um, I love the... And this is something that, you know, as a comic fan yourself, I know that you'll recognise, especially from Spider-Man and Marvel Comics, the little pop-up boxes that explain things. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you get that all the time. You're reading a comic, and because you do, you have to read, like, a million issues for anything to make sense. You'll get this little pop-up explaining what happened like a hundred issues ago. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's handy. That's nice. I don't Peace. need a Wikipedia Spider-Man issue, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I loved those little pop-ups. I don't... Maybe they were in the first one. I just don't remember them. But they're quite I, I frequent remember, in this one. I don't remember, but yeah. I did notice them this time around. But yeah, as, as you say, the, in the first one, we obviously had different animation styles for Spider-Man Noir and... Um, yep. Spider-Ham Spider to, to referencing yeah. the styles in their respective books and then because now we're visiting the worlds of, you know it's so much bigger because rather than just having the different characters you've now going yeah. through entire worlds that are in that style which was just amazing yeah yeah let's talk while we're talking characters you mentioned um, Spider-Man 2099 earlier and you kind of yep. stopped yourself from calling him the antagonist um because this film does do a bit of a switch around about halfway through the film it becomes almost an entirely different film and then it kind of switches back towards the end to kind of lead to what's going to happen in beyond but our main antagonist the spot uh <laughs> where where are you on the spot how did you feel about him as as the kind of big bad i guess especially I, towards I mean the I remember he, I, he he was around back when I was reading, because Spider-Man was one of the characters that I probably read almost more than any other. other than the same. Spider-Man was always things. the one I kept up um, on when I was buying comics. I've got yeah. hundreds of amazing Spider-Man, spectacular Spider-Man, etc. Yeah, um, same. I, I kind of bowed out before they brought in 
a lot of the variants. So Spider-Man 2099 was after my time. I've, I've sort of, you know, caught up on, on the character. Scarlet yep. Spider, um, Ben yep. Riley, that Andy Samberg voices in this, who I thought was possibly the funniest thing in this film was towards the end when Ben Riley made more of an appearance. He was so funny. Um, yep. But th- those later iterations weren't around. It was always Peter Parker when I was reading uh, with, you know, the occasional injection of venom. But um, yeah. The number of references, and you would—I don't even think multiple viewings oh. would do it. You—you you would need to no, literally God, no. sit down on, read up on, almost creepy subreddit pages to <laughs> yeah. get all of the different. Um, because I mean, when you get to the Spider Society, and it's literally, it's like a, it's like a Where's Wally page yeah. at, yep. at, at, at times. And I guarantee they're all drawn from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's just there are. It, I've never seen a film that literally has too many Easter eggs for anyone to be able to pick up <laughs> yeah. without sitting down and going through frame by frame and going, "All right, up in the corner there, you've got that fat Spider-Man from Earth five seven four five water." Um, yeah, it's just astonishing. Well, that's the th- I think you can really feel with this film. And, you know, like, we've had it in the past. I think that uh, Gunn showed it with the comic book films that he's made. Um, I think, you know, John Favreau, I think, obviously was a big comic fan. But I think you can really feel when you're watching this film that both Lord and Miller, as well as the new directors of this one, um, yeah. Joaquin Dos well, Santos, Kent Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, yeah, three, you can really feel that these guys all genuinely have love for the source material and want to oh do my it God, well yes. um, which says a lot because there are plenty of films out there where people just make adaptation I mean look at the last season of Game of Thrones you can tell that they just the money became more important to them than the art of adapting this story whereas here I think you can really feel that they want to adapt this story really well and keep it very true to at least the style of the comics and yeah it's it's beautiful yeah absolutely stunning and and yeah i I was a big fan of the spot i thought the spot was great it it, it worked really well on film yeah i mean i i I can picture covers and 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 stories in amazing spider-man with the spot where you had the like the black discs and you had arms coming out from the left and the right and whatever but seeing that in an animated form geez that made for some great action yeah and and really clever stuff too where um miles would just be getting struck out of left field and he'd go to do something and and it wouldn't work because suddenly things would disappear or whatever but then yep. managing to web limbs coming out of different, hole, <laughs> different yeah. holes yep. tie yep. them together and that sort of thing oh fuck it's so yeah. funny yeah, and I thought the entire voice cast was great, but I really, really love Jason Schwartzman, actually, as the spot. I think that he did bring a certain level of... You do almost at certain points... Like, he you handled the transition really well, because yeah, yeah, he starts out almost cartoonish, but he's like, hey, you're not my nemesis, you're a villain of the week. You're a yeah. Um, yeah. But then, as he gets more and more... Not manic, but... Um, more sinister, and yes. his yep. plans get grander, and the voice changed over the course of the film. And by, by the time you got sort of towards the end, he was really quite a sinister presence where it, he he started out almost 
almost cartoonish. He, you know, he felt yep. like something out of a Guns Suicide Squad or yeah. something. Yeah, but I do think that it's like it's perfect casting because even towards the end when he is so sinister and there's something about the quality of Schwartzman's voice that is really sympathetic. Like you still kind of that you almost understand. Like you certainly feel like this guy has gone through something torturous. Well, his existence would be horrific. Yes, yeah, and like, I think you, this is you not feel like that. Dr. Connor's turning into the lizard or anything, you know. Yeah. It's not just that he's gone through. He cannot live in any sort of society. He can't interact with any sort of other people. He is completely cut off from everyone. Yeah. He lives outside the world now. He has literally lost everything, all because yeah. some kid threw a bagel at him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can agree. understand yeah. him being pissed off. Yeah, yeah, same. And it is. It's like when that first comes up that it was, you know, throwing it, but it comes off as as a joke, as a bit of a gag, you know, like, oh, you know, you created me by throwing a bagel at me. I do and want yeah. to go back and watch the first one to see if yeah, that bagel yeah. scene is in there. I'm, I'm sure it is, but I'm, I'm keen to go back and, yeah. and watch it and just go, ah, yeah. you're going to be a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he was really great and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all wraps up like let's if we can get over to the cliffhanger at the end which i understand your critique about feeling like it went on a bit i i do get that i was a little bit the same when we got to about 15 20 minutes before i was like ah oh, this is going to be a cliffhanger and you're right from that point on it was a little bit like the ending of uh return of the king where it felt like it just kept ending again <laughs> right. and again yeah, and again. he's woken up <laughs> laughing yeah. okay you're done <laughs> Yeah, it felt a little bit like that. I, I do get that. Um, where are you on, on how we ended things? On, you know, kind of the alternate Miles and Uncle Aaron and, you know, Gwen Stacy being in the wrong universe. And how did you feel about all that? Um, it was all a tad convenient, I think, I mean, it, it's obvious. It, it was very carefully set up and drawn together to be this click. You know, the good team and the bad team, and then you got Miles and you. Yeah. It was a. It was a little bit neat, but by the same token, um, when Gwen's sort of there and suddenly, oh my god, it's fucking Spider Man Noir, and it's you know anime Spider Man, and it's so even fucking the virtual reality chick who was running things in. Yep. Miguel's universe and that that group shot, much like the Avengers yeah. coming together in the first Avengers, it was a bit of a woohoo moment. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of yeah. cool. It was, yeah. <clears throat> I, I was I, I could have done with more Spider Punk though. He he was really, really fantastic. He was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Very and um when he sends Gwen the kind of cobbled together yeah. bastardized quantum leap gauntlet thing so that yeah. she can travel around um that was that was awesome yeah yeah i agree i hope we do see him in the next one i'm sure we will you know yeah. you you don't just get daniel kalura in for one film and then go see ya <laughs> <laughs> here's the question though um because spider-man noir was cage right in the first one yeah yep are we going to get Cage in the next one? Absolutely we He's are. He's back Why in the team. We? Yeah. That's Why wouldn't cool. we get Cage? 
I, I, I hope we do. Yeah, we're getting Cage. I, I think, and <laughs> hopefully we're getting um, John Mulaney back as well as Spider Ham. Oh God, it was Mulaney, wasn't it? I yeah, that. I love John Mulaney. I think that he's very. Oh, funny I love John Mulaney. I great went voice to see him live, as you know. But yeah, yeah, Spider Ham, I could have done without as a character. <laughs> it, it was a bit too silly for the film, but yeah, no, Mulaney, I'm I'll, I'll put it. up with him. <laughs> no. And I do, I do, I do understand why he wasn't so much in this one because I, I agree. This one definitely had a bit of a darker tone. This it, wasn't it really as would silly have and felt cartoony. Uncomfortable having that character in this story because the family drama was obviously yeah doubled Front because you had yeah. you, you had Gwen. You, you you sort of got Gwen's origin story as well, which was good to see. Yeah. Um and they really sort of ramped up the. The, the idea of the canon events where every spider person yeah. has to have family members die because suffering is what makes us who we are and it's important for the greater good. Don't think about it too hard because it really unravels and doesn't make a lot, a lot of sense, but um, it made for some good pathos and <laughs> some nice emotional beats within the movie. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, how are you scoring across the Spider-Verse? Oh got to be a nine yeah i'm a bloody, nine out of ten bloody good really i good. think even I'll if the see story this again was dog cinemas. shit it'd be an eight just based on the visuals but oh, it's it, everything about this is so well done I, yeah, i'm really surprised is. that um because it, it's not long when have they said when the next one's gonna drop um i don't i'm assuming we're not gonna wait another five years. oh march March 29, 2024. So less than a year what? away. Yeah. They must, they must have, have been, been doing them. S- working back to back. Yeah. Because, I mean, the first one took them five years. This took them, this I think took we worked out years. about five years. Yeah. They, I mean, yeah. obviously, they're not going to downgrade the visuals. So they must have been doing it all simultaneously, which is amazing. Yeah, they must have. Yeah, that's incredible. And how they made this for 100 million is fucking beyond me. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's a beautiful looking film. And, and honestly a huge amount of work has gone into it like i said the the different mediums um it does help that technology has come so far you know i'm sure that you know this but south park even is created with maya Maya. which is top of the line 3d software it's what it's what everyone uses for visual effects and they're using that to make it look like construction paper cutouts yeah and i think they're using a very similar technique here where it's more the textures and stuff that are doing all that artistic work you'd Um, probably have a a sense of this would they have had different houses doing different characters because the styles are so different i wouldn't have thought someone just compositing them together I wouldn't have thought so. They they probably wouldn't have. No, no. I that would not be a typical workflow. I mean, if they are doing that, then that's crazy because reanimating or like they may have had. I mean, they definitely would have had different artists doing the design work on different characters. Yeah. But yeah, they wouldn't have had different houses animating them. That would be way too much to cobble together and with changes and stuff. Yeah. I can't see them. It's just because even the motion, they move differently. The frame rates appear different when they, even when they're on screen together. It's just crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's just beautiful work. God, I love this movie. I'll I'll go see it again in the cinemas for sure. I'm keen if I can get to it for sure. 
and I'll be yeah. definitely be buying um, it and and the last one, which I still haven't got. Both of them on 4K and the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great score too. I'm sure you would have noticed. Oh, you're, you're the score. Beautiful. Guy. I was just going to get to the wow. score before we ended. Yeah. <clears throat> really, really beautiful. Very touching. I, God, I loved this movie. Everything about it is fantastic. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's a hard, hard recommend from us. Here uh, this is, thing. Uh, I mean, this has got to be my number one of the year so far. Yep. I can't think of anything that I've enjoyed more or that I thought was better made. I think this is, this is the, the pinnacle of films this year. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mate, I realised too, we, for, we forgot to do some plug-in last week. I just want to give a massive shout out to, uh, to The Pint. To our good friend oh, over yes. there, John, and uh, he had uh, Stu from Stu World Order podcast on last week, and it's something a bit different. They they counted down podcasts that they love, and we we got a little bit of a feature, which was very Gave lovely. Us some love, we love John. Thank you, John. We do love John. John's a John's a great egg. You've got to you've got to record with John sometime because I uh, did, we, we're, uh, we're trying to line it up. We have been messaging back and forth. It'll it will happen at some point. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah definitely looking and forward to that. Stu's show, Stu World Order, is a lot of fun too. I did uh, Dick Tracy over on that show, which I had never seen before. And um, that was an interesting watch. <laughs> interesting discussion. Stu's a great guy. <laughs> All right. What are we getting to next week, mate? On the back of this, what if we get to our top five comic book films? I'll need it. I'll need a week to come up with that. But I'm yeah. going. I'm going. I reckon we could. Oh, I, yeah. I, think, I think we could surprise each other. I think we could surprise each other. I think that mine will uh, have very few heroes in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I'm going to need a week, actually, now that I think about it, because there's a lot of comic-based things yeah. that are not fucking MCU or DC. Exactly, exactly. Oh, in yep, fact... Yep, good. Okay, all right, this is going to be fun. That's next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Give us a five-star review somewhere, and then go watch in- Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs>